In this episode of Talking Cinema, the guys do a couple reviews, a little bit of news, tell you their top five movies and TV shows of the year, give out some awards, and their most anticipated movies for the back end of the year. Hit it, Kenny. Welcome back. Episode 12 of the Talking Cinema Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bobby. Hi, I'm Adam. I think that was a little too loud. Sorry, Sorry guys. Yeah, mic. we're trying out a new mic system, so uh-huh. well, there was a first mic system. Well, normally we do the computer. That's like our, our first one. That's the first mic right, system. Now this we, have, a, we yeah. have a mic now. Now we have a little mic, and yeah, we're testing it out. Bear with us if it's a little loud. We're getting used to it. We see the audio levels, so we'll try to keep it out of the red. So it's not like... This is so professional, yeah. Yeah, so it's not killing you guys. So uh, we're going to get right into it. We both just came from Mission Impossible Death Reckoning Part 1. Adam, what do you think? Well, I got a really cool pin. They gave out pins for the early screening at AMC, so definitely get on that. Um. I thought it was good. I've never seen any of the Mission Impossibles before. As you know, I was expecting Tom Cruise and for it to be kind of fun. And that's what I got. It was Tom Cruise and it was kind of fun. And I enjoyed it. I had a good time. It's a movie. It's really long. Really, really long. But it's a movie. I had fun. What do you give it? I'm going to give it an 8-1. There's, you know... You got to take off a little bit because it's a two-parter, and that always sucks, right? That it like the movie doesn't end. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fun for what it was. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on a different end. Oh my gosh, I keep going into the red. I gotta stop. Um, <laughs> I'm on a different end. I've seen all of them. I just recently binge watched them all. I'd never seen them. I watched all six movies in two days before this to prepare for this. And I thought this movie was fucking awesome. Visually stunning. I, the fucking, they gave us like a little preview beforehand and it showed that like the train that they end up being on, you see in the trailer, they made it themselves. Tom Cruise does fucking literally everything himself. All of it's shot. Like there's barely very little CGI that you can notice. Anyways, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I didn't think it, it didn't feel that long to me. I didn't, I don't know about you. I didn't feel that long to me. Um, and it was also kind of funny at times. Simon Pegg was pretty funny when he, he would say something. Tom Cruise was kind of funny at times. Yeah. It gave me, yeah, it gave me, had a good, good few bits. The, uh, the ensemble cast was also very good too, overall. Couple of cool additions, yeah. Yeah, Haley Atwell's the new addition. She's my new celebrity crush after that movie. <laughs> not Peggy Matt. Carter. Not Peggy Carter. Really? I've been on the Peggy Carter wait. No, her <laughs> in that movie was whoa. Her character was Grace. Uh huh. Yeah, that's my new celebrity crush. Hubba, Sandra. Hubba. Sandra Bullock slide over. No, I'm no. just kidding. Sandra Bullock, I was number one, but okay. I what give you, that what movie. Give what give I give that movie a nine zero. A nine zero. Because of all the stuff that's behind the scenes and shit and how much was put into this movie 
for it to only be a part one. And it also ended really well. Like, I know a lot of people were given Spider-Verse a ton of shit. Like, oh, what the fuck was that ending? And a lot of people forgot that it was a part one of two. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that ending. But how they ended this movie was actually really well. So I give it a 9-1. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Pro- easily the best Mission Impossible so far. Wow. Yes, very good. And since this is going to be a longer episode, we're going to do one more review each. So what else did you see? What's your other review? Um, thanks for asking. So I also uh, watched The Squid and the Whale this week. Have you seen The Squid and the Whale? No. He hasn't seen The Squid and the Whale. So it's Noah Baumbach, the guy who made Marriage Story and Meyerowitz Stories and all those good ones. He's very popular amongst white people. Um, so The Squid and the Whale is like his first real movie, I think. Um, 2005, it's got Jeff Daniels and Jesse Eisenberg and Laura Linney and Billy Baldwin has like a really funny kind of cameo. Um, it's a really short movie. It's like 80 minutes all about this couple getting divorced and like how the two sons kind of handle it and how their view of their parents change basically. Um, it's very good and it's really funny. And it's got a lot of heart and it's really cool. It's a little bit like one note kind of straightforward. It's like a little too straightforward, I think. Um, But it is very good. It's a classic for sure. Billy Baldwin is fucking hilarious. And Jeff Daniels is so fucking good as a douchebag. Like the biggest on-screen douchebag ever. It's great. Jesse Eisenberg is like a little bit too much of a dick, I think, in the movie. Um, And Laura Linney is also great. Great cast. They delivered. It's a cute little gem. I like it a lot. The Squid and the Whale. What do you give it? <laughs> uh, I'll give it an 8.6. 8.6. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> good, good solid score. Um, the other movie I'm going to review, because you haven't seen it yet, so I'll do a non-spoiler review as well as how I did with Mission Impossible. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Not nearly as bad as everyone at Khan said it was. They like bashed it really bad. It was not as bad as they made all made it seem to be. Um, the first half of the movie is really good when he's. It's clearly mostly CGI because Harrison Ford's not fifty anymore, and he doesn't move half as well as he did. <laughs> but it's funny. Because as good as that first half is, he still sounds 80 years old. <laughs> so you got a 50-year-old dude like running around kicking the shit at people. And then it's just him talking in like the shrinking voice. <laughs> so I was like giggling the whole time. But that it was solid. Um, they missed on like the back end of it is just like so stupid. And they missed with a ton of things. Like mm-hmm. fucking... I'm not going to spoil it, but the main part or the main part of the end was a complete flop to me. They could have done that completely way better, but it's very nostalgic, very good, feel good movie. Overall, the cast really wasn't that great. Mads Mikkelsen was good. Harrison Ford stole the show. Was it Phoebe Bridger? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, she was all right. And then the little kid that I forgot, have no idea, but he was not that good. 
It's like a little kid that runs around with her. Uh-huh. We'll say it's her like son, I guess. I have no idea. Okay. So they don't explain it. No, it's like her friend. Her friend, but he's like twelve. So I'd consider it more like a like a adopted child type of situation. Interesting. How that's how I would look at it to uh-huh. make it less confusing. But that kid was really bad, and a lot of mistakes in the movie. But damn, I mean, just because it was really overly like beat up and stuff uh-huh. and like reviewed poorly i'd probably give it like a six two six two on the indiana jones oh no uh my official yeah where does Indi- it rank four kingdom of the crystal skulls like really fucking bad so. i love that movie dude shia labeouf's good it's not the second it's not the second best movie you think it's the second best movie it's nowhere i near. think it's the second best movie. dude it's not better than temple of doom or the last crusade i think it's better than yeah. temple of doom and last crusade the last crusade is my least favorite i think you're you're bugging i think that's the second I'm best am i bugging i don't yes. feel like i'm bugging five kingdom of the crystal skull four dial of destiny I haven't seen Temple of Doom, Doom or The Last Crusade in a while, but I'd probably go from what I recall: Temple of Doom three, Last Crusade two, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark one. That one's unanimously number one, I think, for everyone. So yeah, I think the Temple of Doom is like a lot of fun, but it's also like the most racist thing ever. (laughs) It's so bad, but that was a time though. Like you can't take it away. It's like that's like saying like the off like the same thing about the office. No, but, no, no, it's so much worse. It's, it's really bad. I don't know, dude. Three monkey brains and like one of the. It's really bad. It's really bad. But it's a lot of fun. I do love that movie. It's really good. But yes, um, th- those are my official indie rankings, and I'll give you quick Mission Impossible rankings too, since I've seen all that. Uh-huh. Real quick, uh, go, go, go. Death Reckoning Part One or worst one was Mission Impossible Two. Then I'd do Mission Impossible Three. At there's seven of them, so uh-huh. number seven, Mission Impossible two, number six, Mission Impossible three, number five, the original Mission Impossible, then it would go Mission Impossible four, Ghost Protocol, at number three, I number three honestly, I'd probably go yeah I'd probably go five Rogue Nation, number two. Mission Impossible Fallout, and then the best one was this past one, Death Reckoning Part 1. Hopefully, the second part is just as good and comes out next year. Do we know if it's coming out next year? I would assume so, because it's a part two. I feel like they normally don't take that long, and I also feel like they film those types of movies at once. Sure. I don't know why they wouldn't. I guess they just kind of... The only thing that really makes a difference is like the ending, mm-hmm. and then they just—I feel like it'd be more of a continued thing. I don't know why they would take another like three-year break and then be like, "Oh, here's part two now." Right. That kind of just blue ball everyone. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, those are our reviews and ratings. You let us know what you think of the Indiana Jones movies, and what you think of Death Reckoning Part One. As it hits theaters officially Wednesday, and this will come out the day before it officially comes out. Or, well, you could totally see it Tuesday night, but (laughs) we saw it Monday night. Boom. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll be right back to get the news because my phone's on the charger. So Okay. What do you want me to say to them? You can do another review if you want. I could do another review? Okay. I want to do another review, guys. Um, 
what else did I see? Let's see. Oh, Bobby's back. Okay. No time. <laughs> All right. The weekly news. Not much has really happened since uh, we last saw you guys. Besides the very sad news of the passing of Alan Arkin. If you don't know who that is. He was in a lot of movies. Best one I know him from. Or like stand out that I could say is Get Smart. He is, which is Steve Carell, The Rock, Anne Hathaway, and Alan Arkin. He's the old, old bald guy in it. He was the best. He was so fucking good in literally everything he did. I think his latest movie was Minions, The Rise of Gru, as the old guy that like mentors Gru. Mm -hmm. He voiced him. Alan Arkin was the best. Little Miss Sunshine, he is so, so good. If you haven't seen that one, that's an all-timer. That's my favorite Alan Arkin, I think. I think he won an Oscar for that. I think my favorite Alan Arkin is probably Argo. He's mm-hmm. an Argo. Good Alan Arkin. Yes. Then um, Among Us animated series is in the work at CBS. <laughs> Why? <Boo. laughs> Why? Evan Peters is the star as the villain in Tron 3, which has the official title of Tron. Tron Ares? Ares? Yeah. Yeah, Tron Ares. Ares, Ares. Yeah. That has Jared Leto also in it. We mentioned that a couple episodes prior. You know because you listen. Yes. Right? Yeah. Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, <laughs> whichever you want to refer to him <laughs> as. The Prowler, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, is to return for the Community movie. Mm-hmm. You watch the Community, community yes? I've seen a couple of seasons, yeah. Is he any good in it? He's very good. The show is very good. It's an it's an all timer for sure. So yes, they're making a movie, and he's set to return and mm-hmm. for that. Did we tell them about the Malcolm in the Middle reunion in the last episode? The Brian Cranston thing. Yeah, yeah, we did touch that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't listen to the. Podcast. I don't think that show was that great. I know you really like it. Yeah, it's like. But I'm probably maybe, never going to watch it. It's like maybe my favorite show ever, but you know, it's cool. Okay, and then Superman and Lois Lane have officially been cast in the James Gunn Superman Legacy movie. Rachel Brosnahan is going to play Lois Lane. She plays the marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. I believe that's her, yes. Mm-hmm. She's the lead. She's Miss Maisel in that show. That is very crit- critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of us have seen any of that. I have not. Yeah, okay, so neither of us have seen any of that. I hope she's good. That's all I can hope for. And then, uh, who plays Superman? David Cornsweet from The Politician, which is an awesome show. And he's also in Pearl. He plays the movie theater guy that she stabs to the face. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's about it. <laughs> so Superman can die. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Jennifer Garner. Is returning as Electra in Deadpool three. That's awesome. I think that's so fucking funny. It's very funny because I'm pretty. That movie's so bad. I've never seen it. And she's also in Daredevil, I believe, with Ben Affleck. That uh-huh. honestly might have been where they met. Yeah. Like yeah, that it's so bad. All of it. Speaking of Jennifer Garner, she's on the TV behind <laughs> behind us. So right wait, now. Ben Affleck has played Daredevil, Batman. And so many other terrible roles, yes. And didn't he also play Superman in that movie about 
the actors who played Superman? I have no idea. I think it's called Hollywoodland or something. I couldn't tell you. So he's played all three of those guys. That's kind of crazy. Maybe. And then this is a rumor. Don't take it as official news. With Venom 3 starting production and like shooting and everything, supposedly Andrew Garfield's returning to cameo in it and maybe have a bigger part in it. Who's excited? Exactly. I'm excited. Yes. I'm pretty excited for that. That's very cool. He deserved it. He was fucking awesome in No Way Home. Yep. He was the funniest in No Way Home. Dude, that guy loves playing Spider-Man more than anybody else. Yeah, he was he's great as Spider-Man. He deserves it. He deserves at least a third movie. Yeah. Or honestly, he at least deserves the Venom 3 cameo. Uh-huh. Like he deserves that. That's all he deserves. At least just the bare minimum. That's all he deserves. <laughs> you could go be of him be or above and beyond and give him his own movie, which everyone still thinks he deserves. We both think he deserves it. Uh-huh. At least give him this Venom 3 cameo or like supporting role as Spider-Man. <laughs> something. Give him something. Uh-huh. Give him his own symbiote suit. <laughs> Have him do the dance. Please. <laughs> Let Garfield do what he wants. All right. Now we're getting into the big stuff. Big stuff? Yes. The rankings, awards, and most anticipated films of this next half of the year. Right. We're going to go rankings. Is that Andy Serkis? Yes. Um, He's in 13 going on 30. I don't know if anyone knows that. but Yes, that's the movie that's playing on in the background of this recording. <laughs> but anyways, what were the... What are your top five films of the year so far? My top five films of the year. Yeah. So far. Yes. At <laughs> least like a top three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, top five films. Okay. My favorite movie so far this year. Um, okay. I can't put Guardians at number one because all the fucking film nerds are going to shout, you know, racial slurs at me or whatever. Um, so number one, I'll go A Good Person, um, the Zach Braff movie that I feel like not a single person has like been talking about at all. Like, have you seen anything about that movie? I heard it wasn't too great, but... Yeah, people trashed it and it was in the theaters for like, I don't know, like two weeks. It was like a nothing. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really, really good. And like definitely the most depth of any film i've seen this year but i haven't seen past lives and bobby says that that's the best movie of the year spoiler um yeah i really want to see that movie so i'm gonna go uh a good person number one a lot of depth very powerful stuff there um number two i'm gonna go guardians because i just thought it was so so great and very well done um what else have i seen this year bob Blackberry. I've seen Blackberry. Blackberry's good. I'll give that to the three spot. Blackberry is a solid film. Um, Jay Baruchel is very good. And so is Glenn Howerton. He's good. Two people that you wouldn't think would be very good in like a serious or like like half serious kind of role. Um, let's see. What else have I seen this year? I can, I can give it to Renfield. Is that crazy? If I gave it to Renfield for the, the four spot. 
Sure. That's a lot of fun. It's really stupid. It's a lot of fun. It's Nick Cage, you know. Um, hmm. Number five. I can't do beef, right? Because that's a miniseries. That's a TV show, yeah. Yeah, it's totally like a show. You also didn't like it. That was a crazy take. Hmm. Oh, I'll go Miles Morales. Yeah. I didn't love it as much as the first one, like at all. I love the first one a lot, lot more. But I thought the second one was still pretty solid and just like beautifully looking, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it over to Bob. All right. I have seen up to this point 33 movies. You may think I'm psychotic. I promise I'm not. He has a podcast. Yeah, we have a podcast, guys. Oh, I have one too. Yeah. So at the five spot, I'm going The Covenant, or Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Mm -hmm. That movie had me like absolutely speechless because going in, I was like, okay, this movie's going to be all right. I was thinking in my head, all right, I'm probably going to end up giving this like a six, eight or something. It won't be great. It won't be bad. I was, the trailer looks super fucking confusing. And then I was like, holy crap. I even gave it a day because I was like, how much of a movie high I had. I was like, all right, I'll give it a day. I'm not going to give this rating immediately. I slept on it. I woke up and I was like, holy shit, that movie is still fucking awesome. Um, I gave that an eight, seven. That is my number five spot. Number four, as mentioned before, Mission Impossible, Death Reckoning Part 1. I give that a 9-1. That's at my four spot. Tied for second, but in the three spot, these movies both got nine twos. I got three, or at three, I got Air at a 9.2. That movie was absolutely phenomenal. The... Honestly, only like really big mistake it had, which I felt weird at first, was it didn't show Michael Jordan's face. But at the same time, you can't really like use CGI to do that. People would have gotten fucking super pissed if they did that. So by not doing it, they did what was best for the movie. At number two, I got Across the Spider-Verse. That movie was absolutely beautiful. It was so fucking good. I actually liked the ending because I knew it was a part one of two, and I wasn't stumped by that. I thought it was just as good, maybe slightly worse than the first one. But that was also a 9-2. And then, like Adam spoiled just moments before, best movie of the year so far is Past Lives at a 9.4. This movie's absolutely fucking awesome. All around, probably the most beautiful film alongside Mission Impossible so far this year. It's the writing's phenomenal. One of the better romance movies I've ever seen. I'll put that in the books. Honestly, it's better than About Time. Wow. Yeah. You didn't just say that. It's better than About Time. That's how good that movie is. I gotta see it, man. Yeah, and we both think very highly of About Time. I think About Time is one of the Donald Gleason, Rachel McAdams, Margot Robbie. <laughs> I mean, she's in it, dude. She is in it. She's, she's in it. But yeah, those are our 
official ratings or actually i'll do my tv shows too i i've been watching a lot of tv recently too so i'll give you my top five tv shows this year as well because i know adam doesn't watch as much tv and i know you're just gonna say beef is the best (laughs) best tv you've seen this year it is i have beef at i've watched 13 different shows this year Mm -hmm. or new shows i have beef at the 11 spot that's ludicrous Actually, I'll give you all 13 if you guys really want to know. I'll give you the the five. Top five, I'll give you the ratings I gave them. At, at the last spot, uh, Secret Invasion, it's so bad. It's not great. Um, 12 Platonic, not not great. Beef at 11. Um, a big step up from both of those. I just thought it was really stupid. And yeah. Number 10, The Night Agent. Nine lasso, eight biggest sleeper show of the year, uh, Silo on Apple TV. Rebecca Ferguson lead, it's awesome. Seven Mando, six Barry. Then my top five, You season four, eight eight, The Last of Us season one, eight nine, The Bear season two at a nine two, then tied for first. But I give a slight edge to the official number one. So at number two, Succession season four. What didn't make it better than the first show was the ending. I didn't like the ending. And at number one, Standing Tall, Shrinking. (laughs) So fucking good, dude. Like, I can't wait. I I need the next season now. I need to see Harrison Ford again. That... I, it's either that or I'm just going to have to keep watching that show over and over again on a loop. It's too good. Um, yeah. Go watch it. We have have said it so many goddamn times. Uh-huh. And I can't say it enough. Go watch it. Yeah, Shrinking on Apple TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Shrinking is the goods, man. I think that's definitely the my favorite show that I've seen this year. I think it's above beef for me. Although beef is really fucking good. But shrinking, shrinking's got legs, you know, and it's gonna be around for a while. And it's just so fucking funny. Yeah, Harrison Ford kills it. Um, I've also been watching Claim to Fame on Hulu. Um, so the Big Brother got pushed back until August, and that's always been my summer reality show. So I had to like fill the void, and I found Claim to Fame on Hulu. And season one was in like September, October of twenty two. And then season two is coming out like as we speak. They're on episode two, I think, right now. Um, and it's hosted by Kevin and Frankie Jonas. Uh, yeah, you heard that correctly. And it's um, the premise of the show is there's a bunch of uh, relatives of celebrities that are put in a house and nobody knows who each other are. And over the course of, you know, a bunch of weeks, they have to try and figure out who each other are or just like who they're related to. And if they find out who your celebrity relative is, then you get booted off the show, basically. Um, And like a lot of the challenges and stuff help to reveal some clues as to who people are. And it definitely fills my reality TV void. And it's like, it's trashy, but it's like a good enough premise where, you know, trashy's fun. The first season's really strong. The second season so far, I don't know. Because the second season, um, they don't really tell you who anyone is. And the first season, they kind of told you a little bit. So in like the second season, you're more so playing along with the people on the show and trying to find out who they are. 
Um, and if you've seen the Tom Hanks niece freak out thing, that's from the second season. But yeah, I like it. Good reality TV on Hulu and ABC, I think. Okay, what's next? What do we do now? The official mid-year awards. Oh, wow. From us. <laughs> so the first award, it's going to be individual. So obviously we've seen different movies and we have different opinions. So we're each going to give these people like they really care so much. <laughs> the award, the most anticipated awards of the year to the to date. Greta Lee listens to the podcast. You didn't know that? Yeah. I didn't. I know. Uh, yeah, she does. I know my boy uh, Tom Cruise does because he gave us that ex- exclusive screening of yeah his new film. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice of him actually. I know. I should, I should send him something. Yeah. But anyways, first award is the best actor award. Best actor. Um, for me, this male surprised the crap out of me. I had never heard of him until this year, or. Until I stepped foot in that theater and I was blown away by his performance. He was the best part about this movie. He had me just feel like feeling for him the whole time. And this was like unanimous for me. No doubt about it. T.O.U. in Past Lives gets my Best Actor award. Although I believe it's actually U.T.O. I believe that's how they say it, actually, in Korean. But on the casting sheet, it's T.O.U. So, T.O.U., congratulations. (laughs) Somebody let him know. I really liked your performance. You got my best actor, but... He's going to be stoked. He's going to be so happy. Um, Okay, so my best actor performance... um, so I don't, again, I haven't seen Past Lives, and I feel like that's probably going to take everything for me. I think I'm really going to like it. Um, but yeah, so far, my favorite acting performance, or just the one that I think is the strongest, um, I thought Morgan Freeman in A Good Person was like really, really fucking strong and had like a lot of depth going on. I think easily his career best, in my opinion. Um, and I'm not really a huge Morgan Freeman guy, um, but he totally fucking killed it and there's just so much depth and like pain and like levels of that character and he just like fucking owned it and he was really really good so morgan freeman and a good person again he'll be stoked (laughs) he'll be so happy i bet he will be at his old ripe age to (laughs) receive an award right um now on to the best actress award mine comes from the same movie, no shocker. I'm giving it to Greta Lee. Uh-huh. Basically, the poster child for this this entire movie. <laughs> Literally, she's the face of this movie. She's absolutely phenomenal as well. Not nearly as good as Tou, but she was so fucking good alongside him. Their their chemistry is like so good. I was blown away by both of their performances and the chemistry they both had in front of the camera. I could only imagine how good of friends they are outside of or behind the screen. That's what 
That's what sold it for me. The only other actress that could have gotten it was Sydney Sweeney in reality. But she's also like, for the most part, the only really, really good thing about that movie. Otherwise, it's pretty boring. But Greta Lee was absolutely phenomenal. Both of them were phenomenal, but Greta Lee gets the, uh, the edge. So my official pick, my official award goes to Greta Lee in Past Lives. Wow. Thank you, Bobby. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so I don't think that I can say this because I'll get, again, too much flack from the, you know, little film nerds, you know, those little like Nazi guys. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Halle Bailey and the Little Mermaid is not the best like acting performance this year, obviously, because it's a Disney movie, but I think she's the goat Disney princess for real. Girl you, owns where it. Your award's going to my award is not going to her, wow. but I just want to give a special shout out because obviously it's not going to get nominated for anything in the acting department, right? But um, dude, she kills Melissa, it, dude. Maybe Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, she kills it, like no joke. Like she went fucking off, and I'm not sure many people who could have done that, right? Um, anyway, my favorite actress performance this year so far um is florence Pugh also in a good person following bobby's method um she is much much better than morgan freeman i mean i think she just went absolutely off to just like an unreal level and she just has to carry so much fucking weight in that movie and she kills it and she also sings in it and she's really good um yeah it sucks that that movie's probably not going to get nominated for anything but she totally 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 deserves a best actress nom for sure she killed it that one is definitely career best so far i thought she was really really good and she's a really good actress yeah i've not seen that movie it hasn't gotten great reviews but i know you really liked it so i'll take your word for it florence Pugh is on full display so that's a great one <laughs> all right moving on to the supporting actor award best supporting actor I'm going different movie this time, guys. Different movie. Different movie. Um, this guy surprised the absolute crap out of me. He was probably the best performance in the movie, besides the lead, who I was considered before past lives. He probably would have won the best actor award, either him or or the lead in the Covenant. Jake Gyllenhaal was probably second behind T.O.U., which means best supporting actor, kind of spoiled it for you guys, was Dar Salim in The Covenant. He was absolutely fucking awesome as the translator. Uh, I've never heard of him until this movie, and God, I hope I see him in more. He was, like, phenomenal. Words cannot describe how good he was for, I guess, his first big role. As like side by side with Jake Gyllenhaal, practically the entire movie, just to be on his level and at times out act Jake Gyllenhaal or out act Jake Gyllenhaal is so fucking hard to do. That guy brings it everywhere, and no one else deserves this award. The only guy close is Jason Bateman in Air, 
and it's still not even close. So Dar Salim is my pick for best supporting actor up to this point. Although I do not think he will end up getting nominated for his role in this movie, but he 1000% deserves it. What about you, Adam? So my pick for best supporting actor um, is going to be Jay Baruchel in Blackberry. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect because it's um there there are a lot of funny moments in the movie. It's kind of a it kind of feels like if Adam McKay made a biopic, that kind of vibe where it's like, you know, kind of serious, a lot of shaky cam, you know, but there are a lot of funny moments as well. Uh yeah, Jay Baruchel brings it, dude. It's like a good fucking performance, and it totally took me by surprise because he's only ever been in comedies before. I don't think he's really ever had a serious acting performance, um, and he brought it, dude. Really, really good performance. Him and Glenn Howerton are great, but I think he outshines him a little bit, and that's my pick so far. I don't really have anyone who comes close. Uh, there were no best. There were no even supporting actors in a good person, so I can't even attempt to say one. Uh, yeah. Jay Baruchel. He's good. Go see it. It's a really good movie. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And now on to the Best Supporting Actress Award. Uh, this one was the easiest one for me because I feel like there have been too many strong supporting actress aw- or supporting actress roles up to this point at all. I feel like at some point, Barbie's probably going to have a couple big ones. Dumb Money, maybe. Dumb Money. Oppenheimer, Dune. All those movies that haven't even came out yet, haven't even been fully promoted besides Oppenheimer and Barbie. Easily has to go to Viola Davis. She was fucking awesome. She was easily the best acting performance in air. She's the most important part of that movie because she plays Michael Jordan's mom. And she's just so fucking good. If you've ever seen Viola Davis in anything, she too brings it to a level no one else does. I'm shocked she hasn't won any more awards than she has when she has one Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she could have a fucking million if she wanted to. <laughs> she's so fucking good. I hope she gets nominated. I think she will. I hope she will. I think Air will actually get nominated for her maybe one or two awards hopefully hopefully one of those awards they're nominated for is viola davis for best supporting actress because i believe she deserves it so the talking cinema best supporting actress award goes to viola (laughs) davis or bobby's Uh award goes to viola davis in air congratulations (laughs) viola congrats um yeah we'll get that sent out to you big big moment for you i'm sure sure this is huge for you (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, now you're an EGOT with two T's and the T is for talking cinema. Um, anyway, my best supporting actress, I was kind of torn. I wanted to go Molly Shannon from a good person. It's not like a knockout knockout performance, but like she's really good. And she was on uh, SNL for a while. She's very, very funny. And she's, she's really good in the movie. I thought she was great, but my pick is going to be Mia Goth in infinity pool. Um, so the movie is not great. It's like maybe the most unfun watch I've ever had. 
It's like really the imagery is just really disturbing. And like there's something in there. But it's just it's not great. Um the performance is really strong. Maybe sleeper pick uh one of the scars guards is the main actor in that movie. I forget which one. Alex? Yeah, Alex. Yeah. Um and he's good. The whole cast is great, but she like nobody does crazy bitch like me goth, dude. Like Pearl and X and now Infinity Pool. She is dude, she brings it. She's really, really good. She totally got robbed from Pearl from like at least a nomination. I watched that recently and she's really fucking good in that movie. And there's like this six minute monologue that she does at the end that's like insane. Um but yeah, Mia Goth Infinity Pool at her craziest, just like magnetic, electric, gripping. Uh-huh. Any other adjectives you got? That's about it. Um, so yeah, congrats. Mia Goth, Viola Davis. You're welcome, basically, is what we're trying to say. Yes. Yes. I hope you guys humbly accept those. <laughs> you both deserved it. Mm-hmm. And now on to probably the two biggest awards up to this point. Best Picture, which we kind of spoiled already we totally did we totally spoiled it and then kind of spoiled the both and best animated picture yeah we did spoil Um, both yeah my best picture just because i can't stop talking about it has to be past lives i if you go see it in your closest theater or the nearest theater to you go right now sprint run drive fly boat do whatever you have to get to that theater yeah yes do whatever you have to do. Get there. That movie was so fucking good. It's one of the best romance movies I've ever seen. I will stamp that. Better than About Time and me and him love About Time. Still a crazy thing to say. But yeah, I, I'd i have to go there. And then what was your best picture? My best picture is a good person. Um, it's really good. I genuinely think if I saw Past Lives, I probably would end up picking that because I just feel like I'm going to get crushed by it. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, a good person. Go to great. the theater right now. <laughs> and I'll pause it and come back. But yeah, good person is really, really great as much as I've been saying it. Um, yeah, it's very human, a lot of depth and just like important writing, you know? Yeah. We both gave reviews on this in past episodes, so if you want like a super in-depth reason on why we chose these films for this specific award. Mm-hmm. That's called baiting. Yeah. In the Go podcast industry, out. we call that baiting to get you to get our views up on the other videos. Why'd you tell them what tactic <laughs> Um But go check that out. And for best animated picture, we both go Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, like I want to say something else, but there's really just element. What else besides Elemental and Spider Verse? Super Mario Bros. That's true, but I haven't seen that, and I'm sure it's not good. It's not bad. It's actually super fun. It's a super fun watch, Is dude. It? It's a fun. Watch. I saw it on Easter next to a bunch of ten year olds, and it was also it was so electric just seeing how happy <laughs> they were and how. Well, yeah. Was, if everybody had that viewing, then yeah, for sure. I was the oldest guy in the in the viewing, not including parents. Were you alone? I was by myself, yes. Wow. I was it was like I was with that family next to me. That's I was like high fiving the kids when when Mario won and everything. It was great. It was a great awesome. theater experience. Um 
that was probably the second best animated movie. If I hadn't seen Spider Man, I would have gave it a Mario. Yeah. Although, although I'm root for Elemental. I'm yeah, like we for... we both liked Elemental more than a lot of other people, but yeah. I don't think it's in. I'm rooting. For, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it gets nominated though, because I know a lot of like a yeah, lot of pe- a lot of people like it. Yeah. And when it comes to the Oscars, they'll always give the fans like one or two. Yeah. Things they liked per nomination. They'll give you like, you know, what? you guys really liked Elvis, so you guys can <laughs> that, that could be in Best Picture. They'll do that with Elemental this year, hopefully. Uh-huh. I'm also pretty sure that another uh Ghibli Miyazaki movie is gonna come out at some point this year. I think it's gonna be this year. It might be twenty twenty four, but if it's this year, that might end up taking it. What also could take it is people have been raving about this movie on Netflix, Namona. Oh, that's true. I it's um, Riz Ahmed and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, Chloe Chris Moretz. Supposedly, it's awesome. I was gonna start it today, but I did decide not. To, I decided back. not to. Uh-huh. I do, dude. I've watched thirty three films this year. You're right. So. I've been, I've been slacking. I'm the weak link. I know. I'm the weak link. Um, also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out in a month or so. That's gonna be great. We gotta sit. We gotta sit. We gotta save this for the next segment. Oh, we haven't. Oh, I'm sorry. We got the next. It's the next segment. Oh, you're so right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Okay. Um, and the last that could totally win though. Uh-huh. That could totally. Win. I hope. Actually, that's the one I really hope wins, but it probably won't. It probably won't even get nominated. Then. No, it'll get nominated. I don't think it will. It looks cool. The art style looks really fun. Um. Okay. What's our next segment? All right. For the final segment, this episode actually went way quicker. Well, yeah, then I, I believe I thought it would. Yeah. For some reason in my head, I thought this was going to be like an hour and a half. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Maybe I was just Over-zealous. thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah, I overshot it. Uh-huh. I overdicked it. You, over, you did I, the overdicker I did. I did the over. I thought we were going to overdick it, but we didn't. We're doing good. Um, Our most anticipated movies for the back end of this year. So I guess from this point of July. So... July 11th at around noon or whenever we post it today till December 31st at 11.59 p.m. My number five spot, I'm giving it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> this, movie, so, uh, yeah, uh... this movie looks so fucking awesome. I can't stress that enough. And... What's got me sold is Ice Cube playing the villain. And he does like, it's so funny. And like, they're going like chips or like, they're all in on Ice Cube. He's saying, saying like the lines and everything. Yeah, it's very, it's very meta. He like yeah. knows he's Ice Cube in the movie. Yeah. It looks fun. It's as if Ice Cube became a fly with a giant like claw arm. Right. Yeah. Talking, he's, <laughs> he said something about like the police in the fucking trailer and had, or me and you were dying. Yeah, he quotes NWA. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. I, does Seth Rogen direct it? Is he directing it? Not directing. He might be producing He's it. He's definitely producing yeah. it because I know it says um, something about like a forever teenager, a forever child, Seth Rogen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that's in the trailer. Oh, that's a loaded cast. Jackie Chan plays Splinter. Mm-hmm. John Cena's in it. Um, I don't know who the four kids are um Iowa to april o'neill 
I don't really know. I know it's a stack cast. I couldn't tell you much more about it. I mean, I could search it up while Adam tells you his number five. Okay. But I know it's a very stacked cast. Uh Okay. Hey, guys. So my number five on my most anticipated chart is not really a joke, but kind of a joke. It's going to be uh, The Hunger Games, the the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Um, like any, you know, Gen Z 20-year-old or whatever, loved growing up with The Hunger Games. That was awesome when that was a thing. Very nostalgic about that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited. I don't know. I don't, I don't like what time period they're taking place because I initially thought if they were going to do a prequel, it was going to be about, like, the first Hunger Games, you know? But this one is, like just about the rise of President Snow or whatever. Um, but it's got Clifton Girl, Rachel Zegler, so that'll be cool. And yeah, just the fact that it's anything more Hunger Games has me weirdly hyped, and I'm not sure why. Just nostalgic, I guess, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to my number five, uh, Mutant Mayhem. The cast is Jackie Chan as Splinter, Seth Rogen as uh, Bebop, I don't know any of the kids besides Brady Noon, who's in Good Boys. Have you seen Good Boys? Uh-huh. He's the freck, the kid with the freckles that drinks the beer, the warm beer. He takes like, like they call him Sippy Cup. He's Raphael, which is pretty, pretty cool. He's funny. Um, Io Edabiri's April O'Neil, like I said. John Cena's Rocksteady. Ice Cube's Superfly. Post Malone is uh, Ray Follett. I guess that's how you say it, or Fillet. Rose Byrne is Leatherhead. Paul, oh my god, we lost the thing on the mic. Paul Rudd's Mondo Gecko. Giancarlo Esposito's Baxter Stockman. My Rudolph is Cynthia Ultram. Hannibal Burris is a uh, Genghis Frog. And supposedly, I don't know if, how much this is true. I don't know if these are actually on the cast list or not. Is Daniel O'Brien. James Marsden, Cody Christian, he's in uh, All-American. And, yeah, those are the only other names you guys will know. Yeah, very big cast. Very fun cast. So what's your number four pick? My number four is The Killer, David Fincher. Uh, Who's in that? Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. What? There's not a trailer, right? Not yet. No, there's like those little clips. If you go to the uh, the save the date thing Netflix does at the beginning of every year, mm-hmm. it shows a couple clips from it, and it look that movie's gonna be so fucking good. Uh-huh. Oh my god, David uh-huh. Fincher's a, the man. When Michael Fassbender's in the zone, love. Michael oh my god, underrated. Speaking of underrated actors, dude, he's just as underrated as they get. That's a that's a guy we could have easily picked that we probably didn't think of. You're right. Moment. I didn't think of him at all. He's gonna be fucking awesome in that. My number three is Oppenheimer. I cannot wait for that. I'm a huge Nolan guy. Wait, wasn't I supposed to give my four? Yeah, what's your four? Oh, okay. Thanks, Robbie. So I originally also put the mutant mayhem, but after thinking about it for more than two seconds. <laughs> I'm going to go with that Bottoms movie. I'm not really sure what it's about. It has something to do with like a girls wrestling league, I think. Like underground, I don't know. Um, 
but it's got Ayo Adabai from The Bear. Adabiri. Adabiri. I'm sorry. Um, that's the first time I've had to correct them. Yes. Yeah, that's the first time I think I've ever mispronounced something. Oh, God. I'm a little drunk. I'm sorry. Um, Ayo Adabiri from The Bear and Rachel Seno from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and The Idol. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bottoms. It looks cool. I don't know. It's getting great reviews. It looks very like left of center, kind of funny. Love those two. So yeah, hopefully that'll be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Did you already give your three? I'm going to finish off my three. Um, Oppenheimer. I'm a big Nolan guy, like I said. I've been waiting for this movie for so long. I cannot fucking wait. And it has Josh Peck in it. It does have Josh Peck. And maybe a surprise cameo from John Krasinski. (laughs) Or was it just a photo bomb on RDJ's <laughs> Instagram posts? We won't know until July 20th at mm-hmm. probably 10.30 p.m. whenever I see it that night. What was your number three, Adam? So my number three is a movie called Theater Camp. Um, so it's written and directed by Molly Gordon. She was in Booksmart. She was the girl in the bathroom who uh, surprises um, Beanie Feldstein's character and is like, I'm actually going to Yale or whatever. And that's like the first one. Um, so yeah, she wrote and directed it. Like, she's like only like 27 or something. So like really impressive. Um, it's got Ben Platt. It's got Ben Platt's real life boyfriend. Um, it's got RuPaul, I'm pretty sure. Ayo Adabiri again. She's everywhere. She's killing it. Um, yeah. Great cast. It looks really funny. And I just fucking love Ben Platt, dude. Ben Platt's awesome. Um, so yeah, that looks really funny. Could be something. I don't know. I'm excited. Second half of 23 looks promising as hell. Like, way better than the first half. I, I like this year way better than last year already. Bobby likes this year better than last year. I don't know if you heard him. I don't know if I agree. Actually, hmm. last year had everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I think I like that better. Overrated movie. Hot I'll take. I don't condone that. I think it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. A bagel. Uh-huh. A bagel. Uh-huh. Um, my number two is going to be um, Killers of the Flower Moon, which contains the deadliest supporting actor of all time, which we also forgot to put as an underrated actor. Jesse Plemons. <laughs> the king. Um, yeah. He's so, the king of supporting actor roles. Yes, he is. Um, I'd take him over Daniel Davis in supporting actor role any day of the week. <laughs> Jesse Plemons has been that's there. His, that's his arena, that's, dude. Dude, that's his. Jesse Plemons has never had a lead actor role ever. That Those are his fucking waters. <laughs> Anyone that does a supporting role goes into uncharted waters <laughs> and Jesse Plemons is fucking Jaws. Right. <laughs> he will take them out in an instant. Um, but anyways. Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, this is Scorsese's first directed film, I believe, since The Irishman, mm-hmm. which was so bad. Awful. Um, but this movie, loaded cast. It has DiCaprio, De Niro, Brendan Fraser. This is his first movie since The Whale. Um, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> uh, and Lily Gladstone, who's supposedly absolutely phenomenal in it. I think this is... She's been in a couple other movies... I think she's in a movie I, I saw once, but a while ago. I forget the name of it. I believe I've seen her in one movie. 
but supposedly she's great in it, and I cannot wait for this movie. It looks so fucking good. The movie I saw her in is, actually, I'll tell you guys right now, unless I'm with certain women. Certain Women came out in 2016. I haven't seen that movie since 2016. <laughs> but I know I've seen her once. She was all right in it. But I see promise. DiCaprio is so good. He can absolutely uplift uplift anyone in any supporting role. I mean, dude, he does it with Kate Winslet all the time. So, Or did, did it with Kate Winslet all the time. Although she's a great actress now. So, yeah. She was always good. Killers of the Flower Moon. Leo carried in the Titanic. <laughs> you think he, so? ca- he carried. I don't know. Hot take. But anyways, Killers of the Flower Moon at number two. What's your two? Thanks, Bob. Do we have a release date on Flower Moon? Do we know? Uh, October. On Apple TV. And in theaters. I would assume it releases. It does whatever time it has to for the Oscars. And then it's out of there as fast as possible. Right. Um, Okay, so my number two is kind of interesting because I'm not sure how great this is going to be, but just because I'm so intrigued by it and I, for some reason, just have to see everything that Timmy does because I feel like we're like contemporaries, you know what I mean? Um, We both shot up at the same time. Uh, So I'm going Wonka at two because I'm so intrigued. I'm like in. I have no idea. I think first trailer tomorrow... um, so check out Timmy Tim's Instagram. He gave he personally gave me the scoop that the trailer is coming out tomorrow. So he wanted to, you guys to hear that from me first. Um, so yeah, Wonka at the two spot. I'm really excited for this. I think it's gonna be late 23, like maybe December. It's supposed to be December. December, yeah, that's a Christmas movie for sure. Um, I'm excited. I have no idea what to expect, and I'm in. I'm so in. I am not in. I don't like the direction they're going with Tim. Um, I really like Tim. I do. But I feel like Hollywood's just trying to make him Johnny Depp 2.0. Even though he slept with his daughter, which is kind of weird. Or I don't even know if they slept with each other, but they dated. I'm assuming that they did. Yeah, I would assume they did. <laughs> Although he gave like... Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, but speaking of Tim, my number one... Dune Part 2, the first one is so fucking good, and the trailer for the second one is even fucking better. I cannot wait for this fucking movie. I was iffy about the first one at first, then my mom read the book and she explained the whole thing to me. Like As I was watching it, she like explained stuff I didn't understand, and understand once I understood that movie, it was so much fucking better. It's like a complicated version of star wars because i feel like with star wars you could just watch it and it makes sense it's like a complicated version of star wars not not as good not as good as the original trilogy but very good still i cannot wait for part two i hope it's even better that's a fucking dumb loaded cast half the cast from the first one which was also loaded is returning Austin Butler's in this. Florence Pugh's in it. Rebecca Ferguson returns. We'll see more than 15 minutes of Zendaya in this one. <laughs> we'll see more than 15 minutes of Javier Bardem in this one. Um, Stellan Skarsgård should be back. Josh Brolin's back. 
I believe that Jason Momoa should be back too, based on how the book is. But I don't know how close they are going to be to the book. And a couple other people I'm probably forgetting are in it. I mentioned Florence Pugh, right? She's in it. I can't believe you didn't know that. I've told you like a bunch know. of times, but I, I bet you I bet you she'll end up winning supporting she could win supporting actress for that. Yeah. One hundred percent. That movie's gonna be a big box office hit. That'll be that one will be interesting. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. And yeah. Shout out mom for making <laughs> that movie way better than it Tara, was the first time. You're the goat. Um so is there just going to be a Dune part one and part two, or I assume they probably have a bunch planned? That's it. Really? That's it? That's it. It's, I think the book is like three parts, but they're just doing two. Huh. Yeah. For some reason, I felt like that was going to be like a series for like a while. That's kind of what no, it seemed just, like. Just a, just a part two. Although they didn't really allude to it being a part one at first. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a part two. Hmm. Okay. Um, I still fucking hate the first one for waving zendaya in front of our face in every single trailer ever and she's in two seconds of the movie but the first one is really good um yeah i'm excited for that one too uh so i'm gonna go for number one comes out in like two weeks i think at this point um it's barbie it's it's fucking barbie because it again is i have fucking no idea what to expect and fucking star studded and it just looks so fucking out there and i'm all in and i like many people cannot fucking wait i'm first in line i'm first in line for barbie i think it's gonna be so fucking nuts and i just can't wait for it i have no idea that and wonka man but more so barbie i'm so excited yeah no um the reason I didn't have Barbie in this is because as much as I now want to see it after seeing the uh, the minute 30 music video of Ryan Gosling's song in the movie, um, I'm just not as amped up for it as you are. I know this is Greta Gerwig's third movie, I believe. This is her third movie. She's great. She's really good. Ladybird's fucking awesome, right? You did Ladybird, mm-hmm. yeah. Ladybird's awesome. It's it's an honorable mention for sure, but it also comes out, I believe, next week. Not this upcoming weekend, the following weekend. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a little over a week until it releases, right? Which gives Mission Impossible one weekend where it gets the box office. So congrats <laughs> to Tom Cruise on that. Um, other honorable mentions for me, uh, dumb money. That movie looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that looks so stupid. Yeah. I love it. That movie looks fucking awesome. That cast is also loaded. Got my boy Paul Dano in it. And made by the guy who made I Tanya, who I love. And then I'm going to put Napoleon. That, that trailer looks so fucking sick. Although we both realized that it doesn't really seem like Joaquin Phoenix is doing a French accent in it. Right. Which kind of concerns me because that's supposed to be a big Oscar movie. Or like you would think at least because it's Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. Right. But yeah, that's the one thing that really worries me because I could completely ruin the movie. 
So yeah, hopefully he does a French accent and didn't hopefully, like it though. hopefully we uh misheard him. <laughs> Do a French accent, you ass. Please. <laughs> um but yeah, no. Go check out all the trailers for those movies. All those movies look fucking phenomenal. I believe right now your number four bottoms has like a ninety six percent Rotten Tomato as of right now, but that doesn't come out until I think the end of August, maybe even early September. Theater Camp's got like an eighty percent, I believe that comes out this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of the others even have a rating. Yet. Have a rating yet? Oppenheimer doesn't have anything yet. I'm shocked that. And I think that's kind of it. You have any other last minute thoughts? Not at all. I can't wait to see Barbie. I'll come at you with a rating in a little over a week. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go see it. Looks great. I don't know if you could stream a good person anywhere yet, but yeah, man, everybody's fucking sleeping on that movie. I thought it was really good. You have to watch it. You haven't seen it yet. I have not. It was not one of the bajillion movies I've seen from this specific right. year yet. Um, and speaking of that, we try to do at least roughly three movie ratings and three TV ratings a week, whether it's from this year or any year, we just try to give you guys as many ratings as possible show that we're trying. And although I've seen 33 movies from this year, I'm not going to mention all of them on here because some of them really suck. Like ghosted. I I mentioned that one on here, (laughs) but I'll use that as an example. So go check out the Twitter where we will be posting all of our, extra ratings or i guess our behind the scenes ratings where we're like hey you see hey i saw this movie it, it was awful or hey I, hey i saw this movie it was really good and if we forget to mention it on the pod or it's like a very low-key movie that's not in theaters we'll just post it on the twitter yeah man follow us on the socials um yeah we usually tweet after one of us has seen something and we'll give a you did break. your first one today right i did and it got two likes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're on the we're on the come up, guys. <laughs> but yeah, um, just want to let you guys know that we're not not every review will be on here. So go check that out. We're trying to give you guys as much content as possible. We got a lot going on behind the scenes. A lot more to come. I hope you guys enjoyed the mid year awards, mid year rankings. Mid-year anticipation or the anticipations for the back end of this year. And let us know your thoughts on Mission Impossible Death Reckoning Part 1, Indiana Jones, and any other new movies you have seen in theaters recently. Let us know what you're looking forward to. And here's a quick bonus. I saw Joyride. (laughs) I'm not going to put this on any of the sheets or anything so if you listen to this point you'll hear this i'll post it on the twitter or actually not maybe i'll give a longer review uh-huh. on the next episode maybe but i gave that a seven nine super funny um as stephanie shoe shoe is that how you say it mm-hmm. shoe from everything everywhere she's funny as hell in it and i believe it's amy parker I believe that's her name. I might have, might have the uh, 
first name wrong, but she's also absolutely hilarious. The whole cast is funny, and it gets super serious at one point in the movie, and I kind of liked how how it did that, and it was very good. Um, disappointed me though a little bit on how like the story story was, but it was still way better than No Hard Feelings. Not nearly as funny, but overall better movie than it was. I'll give it a seven nine. But if you want a fuller, better, juicier rating, you can either it'll either be on Twitter tomorrow, or it will be on the next episode. More like more so likely on the Twitter. So yeah, go follow us on Twitter. Is it Talking Dot Cinema or Talking Cinema One, or is it Talking Cinema? Because we use all three of those. <laughs> I think it might be Talking Dots. <laughs> all right. Go check out Talking Dot Cinema on Twitter. Go check out Talking Dot Cinema. I believe that's the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go check out all of our socials. We have a link tree. Go check it out. It's in the bio of our Instagram. That's where you'll find us on everything. Hey, guys. If you guys were up to this point, this is our longest episode. I called it. Thanks for sticking around. Yes. Hope you guys have a good day and enjoyed our 12th episode. All right. Hit it, Kenny. I don't know, I don't know about-